Hello, everyone. Welcome to Beyond Sunday at Bethlehem, a podcast created to go beyond the Sunday service experience at Bethlehem Church, exploring some of the deeper questions of our faith, offering additional content from behind the scenes from the cutting room floor. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Angela Buckland, and as always, I am beyond excited to host today's episode. Hello, friends. Welcome to Beyond Sunday. This is Angela. So glad that you are joining us again. This is our 54th episode of Beyond Sunday and our final episode of the year. And we wanted to have a little bit of fun. We rounded up the campus pastors. We're talking about all things Christmas and keeping Christ at the center of this busy time of year with our families. So I know you're going to have a blast every time we get these guys together. It is a lot of fun. So we hope you enjoy this episode and tune in to our campus pastor Christmas roundup. We've got the campus pastors. It's our campus pastor Christmas roundup. And we are so excited to have these guys here with us on the podcast today. Kevin and I are here and we're going to let these guys introduce themselves, starting with you, Kyle. All right, Kyle, I am the 316 campus pastor and thrilled to be here at the Christmas campus pastors roundup. Yeehaw. Jeremy's to my left. Thanks, partner. Uh, glad to be here at this roundup. Uh, my name is Jeremy, and I am the Oconee Campus Pastor. I have three kids, four kids. I can forget one. And one wife. Well, That's pretty good. Do I stick with the theme and say, like, Merry Christmas, yeehaw? Yes. Is that a thing? My name is Drew. I get to help lead the 211 campus as the campus pastor there. I have one child and one wife, and I'm sure of both of those things. Fantastic. Mm. <laughs> and wait a minute, be- before we start, with us in front of a microphone, not just behind the mic, not running the sound, is, you know him as Dexter, but here with us is Pastor <laughs> Dustin of the South Dustin, Venue. Dustin, yes, Dustin. Uh, in the South Venue, yeah. Representing the South Venue. This awesome. feels good. This feels good. Uh, I have three kids and one wife as well. I didn't speak about my you children didn't. or why. <laughs> you didn't. We, care, we love ours. I didn't know. I, I was the first one. I didn't know I was supposed to do that. But uh, I do have three kids, and I do have one wife. I have four. Four kids. Just to be clear. Not, not four <laughs> wives. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we are here to have some fun, as you could probably already tell. In a busy Christmas season, we wanted to kind of get these guys on here um, to talk about ways to keep Christ in the center of the hustle and the bustle, the crazy Christmas time that we're all that we that we all find ourselves in. So, as dads and as pastors, what do you do to help your family keep Jesus at the center? Go for it. So I'll start, and I have to give credit to my wife on this one. So, if if you think that Pastor Kyle is really spiritual <laughs> and is great at we Keeping don't think Christ first. Yeah, if you think that we, we thought that, you <laughs> we, were wrong. <laughs> no, no one. I just, just keep going. No one. Just want to give it. Yeah. We want to give a disclaimer that it's actually my wife. Uh, but I've always thought this was really cool. Um, but I think in the Christmas time, where you're in, a, you're surrounded in a world where it's all about, you know, the extravagance of Christmas, yeah. 
the the gifts, um, the making everything look picture perfect. Uh, my wife has been really great with our kids, with really being uh, very intentional about keeping Christ um, a part of the entire Christmas season. So what we do as a family, and I'm sure a lot of you moms at least have heard of this, but we do what's called a Jesse tree. And so Jesse tree, Angela looked at me like, this is the first time she's ever heard of it. So I'm excited to share now. I've never heard this. So there's this thing called Jesse tree. And so essentially what it is, is it takes you from December 1st all the way to Christmas. And it takes you through starting from creation until Jesus's birth. And here's the cool part. Dad's probably, probably not going to be into this, but mom's what they do, we started this tradition years ago, and it was 24 moms got together, and they all made an ornament based off a Bible verse or a story in the Bible. Hmm. And so December 1st talks about creation. It takes you through Noah and the flood. Uh, it takes you through, you know, Joshua, um, you know, different big stories in the Bible all the way up till Jesus' birth would be the last one once you hit December 24th. So, each mom takes a, they, they make an ornament. They make 24 ornaments and then they come together and they do a swap and they swap ornaments and it's based off the story. So for creation, uh, I think it's like a little globe that a mom made and hmm. she made it. And so it's an ornament. Yeah. And so there's, you have 24 different ornaments based off scripture in the Bible. And hmm. so December 1st, we talk about creation. We read um, some verses you open up a shoebox, all the ornaments are in there. You pull out the ornament, you pull out the verse that goes with it. You talk about it, you pray through it. The kids put the ornament on the tree. And so our kids each have their own tree in their room. And so we put the ornament on the tree. So every night we're in scripture, we're talking about events and stories in the Bible that lead to Jesus's birth. And so she's been great at making That's sure cool. Christ is always represented each day of December. Yeah. Um, so that's something we started several years ago with our kids. It's been, uh, it's been amazing. Our kids look forward to it every year. It's something that we do that's uh, just fun for the whole family. That's awesome. It's good. So it's really cool. I want that idea now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so dude, if like you that. want to know more about that, that's all I can give you. I've talked to my wife. <laughs> that's all you know. But <laughs> I have to ask, who's Jesse? So Jesse is uh, King David's father. Okay. And he's important in the lineage of Christ. So. Uh, yeah, more. There's a verse in Isaiah that talks about the Jesse tree. Okay, um, and that's kind of where the idea comes that's from. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just sure a super if Jesse cool way. Was one of the moms that came up with it. <laughs> <laughs> could be, could be, could be. I may have made up that part about Jesse. <laughs> it's biblical. I, I like it. It works. Uh, but yeah, more information on that. Ask my wife. <laughs> we'll call Tim. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Good stuff. I feel like I got to make something up after hearing that one. <laughs> While you're making something up, here, here's as our kids got older, they turned when they got teenagers, schedules were crazy. Yeah. And we started this game that we called the hot chocolate game. And really, we call it that because um, it, we would sit around and have hot chocolate. And it was just a, it would, it would force us to slow down. We would sit around and have hot chocolate. And we had this tube of questions, little slips of paper. And it had all sorts of questions. Like, if you could pick any car in the world, what would you pick? Or, um, who's your favorite character in the nativity? You know, had, so I had all sorts of, some of them were 
um, spiritual. Some of them were just for fun. The question everybody always dreaded was, if you could change one thing about mom, what would you change? Oh. And usually no. we would, mm. you know, the answer every year was nothing at all. She's perfect. There She's you like, go. Of That's the only answer. That's the right is. answer, mm-hmm. by the way. But it, what it did for us is uh, by the time we got done, and it would take us an hour or so to, to keep passing the tube around. And, you know, eventually boyfriends, girlfriends came and went, and then so did fiancés, and, and now everybody's married. And, and we can still sit around and play the hot chocolate game. It forces us to slow down. And then it makes us really thankful for what we have sitting around that circle. Mm-hmm. And then we're able to acknowledge the fact that God did this. Mm. And it didn't start with his idea about us. It started with his idea about him and redeeming us through his son, Jesus. And, and it leads, it lends itself to a simple time of prayer. Um, and it's just, it's one night. And again, with busy schedules, it's just something we can do as a family that we started when they were teenagers and we're just all over the place that we could force everybody to sit down for one night, drink a cup of hot chocolate and talk about all sorts of fun things. That's pretty simple. That's cool. Jeremy, I remember talking to you last year and that you were going through the the Bible reading plan that we had on the app Mm -hmm. and you were reading that with your kids. Mm -hmm. And I just thought like that, that was such a simple thing to do, but so like, I mean, you're getting your kids in scripture and the fact that, you know, I mean, some of the scriptures were from Isaiah and that their eyes were kind of opening to like, wow, Jesus is in the Old Testament. And they're talking mm-hmm. about Jesus here. So you want to share anything yeah, about that? Yeah, I mean, mine, mine's, I'm looking at Kyle's, I'm going, man, I wish I was. <laughs> but that, cause that's awesome. But, yeah. the, but what I relate to is, for me, that I don't know that we did as much growing up that I wanted to do for our kids and we've always wanted to do is, and it's really what Kevin's saying too. I think we all just have different avenues of getting to the same place. But what I love about um, the Christmas story is honestly, what I is, is is the whole story of Jesus to make sure our kids see the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And so growing up, which I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Don't get me wrong. I really don't. I'm, I'm not even trying to give a disclaimer necessarily. I'm just saying just the manger scene is what traditionally the world paints Mm -hmm. but the resurrection the 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 crucifixion the life of jesus all of those things play a part to me in the manger scene as well like and so to paint a full picture which is why i i like to do some version of that each year i loved the reading plan uh we may do that again this year Mm -hmm. um and honestly every year i still go back we still use uh those little blocks that the children's ministry made so many years ago they gave those we all here when yes. they gave the little boxes with the blocks mm-hmm. that had all the pictures mm-hmm. on them yeah mm-hmm. and the reason why i use them is because obviously i know the story and i read it and they've got the little the little piece of paper in there that tells some of the story in a more mm-hmm. little uh maybe poetic way almost mm-hmm. like a storybook jesus kind of way yeah um, and we read that and read through it, but I also put those little blocks up in my kids who are, my kids are still young. I have, and they're a little bit, they're getting, obviously as kids do, they're getting older, that's, but I have, they're 10, uh, nine, seven, and I do have a fourth, which is four. She just turned four. And so it's two boys and Good two job. girls. And, but early on years ago, when they gave us those blocks, they could, they could position those blocks and I could say, all right, this is Joseph. This is Mary. And they, just by putting the blocks in, are memorizing the people in the story. Mm-hmm. And then I can help them with the parts of the story. And we've done that almost every year to some degree. And they ask us every year. Yeah. But, and so that's accidental tradition. Yep. Like, just because I had intention to get the story of Jesus into their little minds that can't think past the next 
30 seconds, right? right? They're right there in the moment. It's developed into a little transition that our children's ministry gave us so many years ago. So, yeah. But that goes back to the same reason I even pulled in the stories and use that, those things. I want to see the full scope is one thing. I want to see the full story of Jesus in, in the mm. Christmas season. Yeah. And, uh, but I also want them to be able to tell the story with me. Yeah. And so to me, that helps. So that's what we, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, in, in the world of traditions, we, my, your, your wives and husbands, they're always trying to figure out what are theirs going to be as right. opposed to what they grew up with. What do you want to <laughs> keep? What right. do you want to take? What do you want to take from what, what do you want to create new for you? Right. Mm-hmm. And that was a little accidental one. That I, and that's cool. I love that it was accidental because that's, I think that's how some of these traditions kind of come about often mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're trying to be intentional and create these moments, but a lot of, often these traditions end up just happening. Yeah. And uh, I think as long as we are keeping Christ at the center of it and, and seeking him and asking for his guidance and wisdom, um, what can we do what, as a family to celebrate him and to honor him? Um, he'll show you what to do, and it's going to look different in every family. Yeah, and I would encourage families that if you're, if you're sitting there listening and going, hey, you know what, we should, we should establish some traditions or what can we do. I think the key thing is to be intentional about the story of Christ. Mm. And then even if your kids hate it, um, if you'll continue just to be <laughs> intentional about the story of Christ and whatever you do, you're going to find out down the road um, that they're going to look back and go, hey, remember we used to do this? Why don't we do that anymore? Yeah. And you're going to look at them and That's go, right. because you hated it. Yeah. And they're going to say, no, 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 I didn't. They're going to remember yeah. it. And, you know, it's, it's funny, some of the traditions that you hang on to that you think, my kids hate doing this every year or because I hated doing it as a kid, but that's the thing we go back to. Yeah. And it, the whole purpose is to reinforce the story of Christ. To mm-hmm. reinforce the whole mm-hmm. thing. And then yeah. in, in some, and for, to be a little bit of a help, to relax into the things that they do, that if they do bring it up, like my kids brought it up. Mm-hmm. So there's something in that that, it became a little bit of something we do every year because I went, well, there's something. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just mm-hmm. kind of take take what the defense gives you, you know? It's like, <laughs> all right, they like this. Let's go back to it. So, Drew? I think that's the thing that I like about hearing you guys talk about this is because out of all of you, you all have an, at least one older kid than we have with mm-hmm. our one child. So my daughter's five. And so most of the things we're doing, we're either uh, taking from somebody else mm-hmm. or as you guys sharing these stories, I'm taking the hot chocolate idea. And like, and I love that that's kind of where we are with Olivia. So she hears presents, Christmas, Santa, Jesus. And she's like, she's figuring out all the dynamics right now. So like, she knows that Jesus is born. She knows that he dies. She also wonders how Santa and reindeer work. Mm -hmm. So like, we're navigating all these fun things. And so like, when you talk about it from y'all's, like, it's cool for me even to hear what you guys did as your kids got older mm-hmm. because I'm sitting there thinking, how do I have my five-year-old maybe not love every part that we do building traditions, but miss those, like, moments where, like, man, I remember we used to do that. I actually learned a lot more than I thought I did. And sitting around the table drinking a cup of hot chocolate or doing devotional with dad or mom or, you know, talking about the Jesse tree and what does that look like and learn about it. I think those are some of the funnest things about learning about Jesus because for everybody listening, what we just all told you is that there's so many creative ways yeah. to talk and do mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. celebrate Christmas, and it's not one size fits all, and I love that. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So, and and kind of what from what we're all talking about here, the goal is to keep Christ at the center. So what is your, what do you hope your kids remember about Christmas? What's the thing that you hope that when they grow up and they look back on these times, what is the thing that you hope that they carry with them? 
I'll jump in on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my kids are, of us three, Dustin and I have similar ages of kids. Um, but mine, let's see, I have a 14-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a 9-year-old. Um, yeah, I think that I was, I was doing the math in my head. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, but for me, and I would say this is more recent than it has been in years past, but I really, because uh, I've really been thinking I want my kids, especially my oldest two, to really understand the humility of Christ. And mm-hmm. it all goes back to his birth. Yeah. And the fact that he, um, you know, left his throne, came, he even came as a human in human form. Yeah. Even his birth, born in a stable. Yeah. Um, everything about him, he came to serve and not to be served. And so for my kids, my oldest two especially, I really hope they understand the humility of Christ and what that looks like for them, how they can be humble. Even to the sense of, you know, you talk about presents and you talk about Christmas time, the expectation is we get presents and this is what I want, this is what I want, want, want. And so the idea to be humble throughout Christmas and, and the reminder of, man, we are blessed. Yeah. Um, and there are so, so many who are less fortunate than, than us. I don't know, to really understand and grasp that humility and they yeah. can walk away with that into their adult life. That's, as of, I'd say, the past couple of years, that's really what I've been praying for and hoping for my kids. Yeah, that's great. That's really good. You guys have anything else to add? Well, I'd go back to the intentionality piece. Um, and then it leads me to a, a tradition, I guess. I didn't really think it was a tradition. It's just what it is. Um, as a kid, every every Christmas morning before we could open any presents, there was always a Bible sitting there and we would read the Christmas story. So when I got old enough to read it, I would read it. When my sister got old enough to read it, she would read it. And it was painful because she was such a slow reader that first year. So then when all we had kids, um, I can remember Elizabeth learning to read. We would read it to her. And then she learned to read. And she started reading it. And then I remember Justin learning to read and him reading it for the first year and watching Elizabeth roll her eyes because it's taking forever. Um, but the, and now I'm watching Elizabeth's kids who can't read yet, but they have the Jesus storybook and they can walk through it on Christmas mm-hmm. morning. And that's getting passed down and passed down. Mm-hmm. And the whole point of it is that this is what Christmas is really all mm-hmm. about. Yeah. It's about mm-hmm. the story of Jesus. Yep. And that's just a simple way that we reinforce it. I, I think that's where I, I was going to go. I just, in my head, I just can hear my oldest who, you know, Kyle was saying that he's 16 now. But when he was four, reading the Bible, I've got, the, I've got it saved in my phone, mm-hmm. of his little voice reading through the story at four years old. And, you know, as I get older, I'm always going to remember that, but I hope he does too. And, you know, just how we always come back to the word as such a big part of, you know, the celebration every year, you know, back to your point, Angela, of just, you know, how do we intentionally keep Christ at the, at the center Yeah, is just those conversations over and over and over. So, yeah, that's, um, yeah. What you said, just that that's it. It's keeping the word, making yeah. sure we're prioritizing. Yeah. And, you know, and, and like, and I think too, I think people, I think, I know I do this for myself. I, I put so much tension and, and on me, pressure. Yeah. Um, to create and, like these perfect moments. Right. Yeah. And it, most of the time they just become those funny moments. So I remember <laughs> like that. Christmas I remember that video. Moments. And so for those who don't know, Dustin is my brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Yep. He, he married my sister. So I have to accept him into the family, but <laughs> 19 years now. Yeah. He, so I remember that video. It's funny you say that. Cause I remember you showing the video and I remember at the time I was thinking, man, it'll show off. 
<laughs> but, oh, look at my kids. They're so much holier than you. I'm a good dad. Yeah, yeah. Dad of the rub, year. Rubbing it in my face and my kid couldn't read yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I do remember that. That's that's funny you mentioned that because I, I remember that very vividly. It's a cool moment. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I go to the, um, I, 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 we, as I highlight the word, like I, I, we, without speaking it all the time, we go to the humility piece. But mm-hmm. the way we do it is like when Christmas comes, I love all the stuff that Bethlehem Church does yes. mm-hmm. in benevolence, yep. in community giving, and through Give Hope and everything we do. It's it's a it's a highlight for us. It's one of the things that are that's been one of the influential things at our campus at Oconee, mm. but also in our kids' life. And so the older my kids have gotten, they see stuff as they're small, but the older they've gotten, the more I, like my boys are the older the older of the four. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm inviting them to come with me, no matter what I'm doing. That's they, awesome. And so to be able to serve and draw it back to mm-hmm. humility moments when we're talking and do those things, see them serve. But the other thing is on a practical level, like I want my kids to, to see Christmas type, uh, look back on Christmas and and see the fun of it, the yeah. joy of it. Yeah. And there was listen, we had it was our own world where I grew up in South Georgia, and it was phenomenal. We had uh, we connected with our every holiday was just mega connect with family, going hmm. and seeing everything. But there's some things that I that I don't necessarily want to carry over that yeah. I don't think were wrong. It's just for my family. I don't want to carry over and sure. the busyness of it. And I want to draw and take some calm and peace and enjoy our family and enjoy, you know, a Christmas day fully mm-hmm. as us. And so when I think on a practical level, along yeah. with all the spiritual things, because those just naturally get implemented because we 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 bring them up a lot. But on a just a practical level, like having a peaceful season. Yeah. So like to, for for me, that's I, that's a, those are the two things to come back to the. Humility of Christ, and I influence that through serving because it's easy because our church already does it. Mm-hmm. They can see the benefit and the love and the the thing that we try to push out to people, the peace and the joy and the love and the, the care of, and the provision of Christ, but also just the joy of what the what this holiday can be and the That's peace good. of it all for yeah. our family. Mm-hmm. So. You almost have to fight for it, too, for that you peace. You do. Because you do. of the busyness, it creeps in and can take over. Yeah. It's so funny you bring that up because that's one of the things that we've really fought for. The, like, more than I thought we were going to was just trying to be a lot stiller. So we're not traveling a ton of places. There's nothing wrong with that if you are. Sure. We just realized that for all, all of us that are in this room being in ministry, you know, we have Christmas Eve services the day before yep. and the day before that and the day before that <laughs> potentially. And so Christmas Day, to, for my daughter to have my full attention, mm-hmm. like that is a big deal to her. Mm. I didn't realize it was that big of a deal. Until I remember a couple of years ago, we were in a hurry to go somewhere. Mm. And she was, I don't know, three, three and a half almost. But she was talking at that point really well. And she just asked us to stop, to like to slow down. Mm. And she didn't use those words. She used other words that were slurred together. But like <laughs> it was the, I was like, man, my three, you're right. We're kind of, we're kind of rushing through this moment. Yeah. And ever since it's been like a solid reminder, like fighting for peace. Yeah, that's, that's about right for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I, I think I think there's just two quick things for me. Just that I want them to remember, I, and y'all have already hit it. Exactly what I would say is one. I just want them. I never want them to forget the people that we helped and and that they helped yeah. at Christmas. Um, and Bethlehem Church does so much, and the kids ministry sets them up so well to mm-hmm. grow in that and in in their their own generosity. Not like, hey, what's your family doing? But what am I doing? <clears throat> yeah, I think that's awesome. But two, we just we we keep saying over and over and over. 
I never want my kids to forget through these celebrations and looking at Christmas, how central the church is to everything. Mm, Like to Mm -hmm. be able to celebrate, you know, with our, our family, you know, with our church family. Yeah. Uh, There's just so many different opportunities. Um, I I never want them to forget those things. That's a really good perspective, Dustin. It's like, it's not, church is not just something that you go to Mm -hmm. on a, on Christmas Eve or Mm -hmm. something. It's, it is, it, it's a, you know, it's a central part of mm-hmm. what we what we do and how we experience. Mm-hmm. That's exactly Christmas right. Well said. That's through exactly community, right. through mm-hmm. worshiping together and celebrating the birth of Christ. So yeah. it's a really good perspective to keep. Yeah, there's some things that there's some things you're developing new rhythms for in your family there, but there's some things worth carrying over. That's yeah, right. mm-hmm. you yeah. know, it's the gathering of the saints at, yeah. at in worship at yeah. at Christmas. It's the reading of the scriptures, it's drawing things back to that same thing. I mean, that's never changed. Yeah. So there's a lot of practical elements that have changed, but there's also things that my wife and I have consciously talked about. Now, these things are like, these are pure. These will always be mm. that's constants. Good. And that right there, that's a great word that it is a, the church and obviously Jesus in the center of the church, but it's a centerpiece of everything we do in this season. Hmm. So for I'm thinking of families that maybe are new to Christ, they're new to this whole following Jesus thing, and they don't know how to establish some of these traditions in their own families. What would you kind of give them some advice, especially because, I mean, not all of us have all these great family traditions that we grew up with. Um, So what would you say to those families that are kind of creating those new memories? I would say if they're you can you can create some on purpose if you if you want to try that and that's completely fine but i would also just say be open to any teaching moment that you see mm-hmm. um, any teaching moment that that opens up where you can point your family to the word about who jesus is and what this story really means look for those opportunities um and that that goes whether you're new a new yeah. christian or not a new christian because yep. um, as our as our families age and Everybody's thinking about things in a different way. Seasons change. Um, seasons change, mm-hmm. and it's same is true for me. I'm an empty nester now, and it's a whole different season for me. Um, so, but there are opportunities for Darla and I, even where we're at now, to walk through and create some new traditions, or or do something that takes us back to what Christmas is all about. So, it just if you're looking for a place to start, I would just say, ask God to through His Spirit to open up your eyes and mm-hmm. open up your heart and mind. And when you see those opportunities, walk into them, step into them. And and just with what you know, you don't have to learn anything That's more. Right. Step, start with what you know, mm-hmm. and we know what, what Christmas is about, and, and look for those those doors to open, and they will. They'll be open yeah. if you will look for them. You'll see them all over the place, and you just have to walk through them. Yeah, and I would say too, with that, just just plan time. Mm-hmm. Like, don't have a plan necessarily, but plan just time. create the space it's a margin. Yeah. to where yeah. you. Yeah, you like like Kevin says, the opportunities will present themselves. Yeah. But at least, like, say, hey, when I get home from work, like, we're going to eat dinner, and then we're going to sit down for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, whatever that looks like for your family, and just create time and space and margin with your family. And I think you'll be surprised at yeah. how That's good word, it's not that difficult. Yeah. Like, like Kevin says, it's it's just it's really going to happen naturally, right? And the Holy Spirit really does help us in our weaknesses when we don't know what to do or how to pray. He is our counselor, and we talk about that. You know, He's our wonderful counselor, and will lead us and guide us in those moments. Mm-hmm. Well, shameless plug maybe for some of our resources as well that I know we can post in the show notes. But yep. 
Um, I, I know there's a lot of resources and things too that that can help just kind of get the conversation uh, started and get the ball rolling there. Yeah. Uh, right now, media has out, and I know the our reading plan that will be posted yeah. uh, just to you know just to help get it started. That's right. And yeah. I, I could go back to what you said earlier, Jeremy. You talked about how you want your kids to to know the joy and the fun in Christmas. Mm-hmm. So don't don't start deep. Yeah. Start yeah. start go yes. go get in the car together. And go look at Christmas lights. Yes, yes. And then just look absolutely. for those opportunities and laugh together. And just, it starts with time, but have fun. And have then fun. ask God to show you opportunities to point your family to him, and he will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, w- I would take a bold statement. Maybe, maybe bold. Maybe it's not bold. But we did this, so I wouldn't say it unless unless the, the, we did this and it was some, somewhat successful, if not very successful for us. Is We actually looked at some of the things that caused us in the, you look at the season and go for for a lot of people this season is 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 high maintenance yeah, yeah. it sure. is high stress yeah. it's everything yeah. and so my my statement would be stop for a second look at what is making stop if you can just stop for now if you don't stop and do this it's just gonna always be like that so right. if you'll take a second and look at the things that are actually causing that and dare to remove them. Mm. And so there's a few things. I'm not because I don't want to give you any ideas. There are things that, <laughs> I'm that taking my Christmas us. tree down yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> are, I'm not cooking. There are things in in ours. Yeah. Some stuff that was historical for us. Some stuff that was um, new, and some things that were just we we just found to be true and didn't know they just became part of our lives. And we started just plucking those out, and they weren't necessarily they weren't necessary. For, right. our, mm. for the season. And so when we pulled them out, it just helped us kind of look at it and go, oh, that's what's making it. And so if you want to if you want to start now as a young family, maybe mm-hmm. I'm talking to, you're talking to young families and you've got things that you've always done and you might look at those things and go, these things are actually like stressing us out. Yeah. Then just dare to be like bold enough to remove them yeah. and, and change them a little bit so you can get to those joyful places so you can create the space because it might be, mm. you know, all the things we're talking about are getting to the same thing. I would just contribute going, there could be some things you need to remove. And so, and that's yeah. okay. Like, I think you okay. just gave families permission. Yes. I can think back of, there were, there were we did uh, gingerbread houses for a while. We did hop in the, the VW bus and go look at Christmas lights for a while. And we kind of, it all ebbed and flowed based on season of life and the ages our kids were and what worked and what didn't work. Yeah. And we didn't yeah. force them. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. We just kind of went with what, realizing that the, the whole point of this is what Jesus did fact that he came from heaven to earth and was born um, and that he died and he rose again as long as we keep going back to that the rest of it we'll just go with whatever works yeah and let, let me give you an example and i'll let drew speak into this but i'll give an example and our family well knows about this but our family was always one one to see everybody and go do everything yep. to, all, jeremy i hear that from finally, so many families <laughs> we pulled the plug on it yeah. and we it's not that we just wanted to do that but right. necessary for our family we had to start trading holidays yep Yep. Amen. <laughs> now, lots of people do that, but there could be somebody listening that's never even thought about that exactly. because they are going to feel the pressure yes. of mom and dad, of aunts and uncles and everything going, wait, you're not going to come. Yeah. But those are the hard questions you got to ask yourself. And when you, listen, when you pull the plug on that, there's a freedom <laughs> like you never know. And your family will understand. They yeah. will yes. get it. I, they will eventually I, get it. I so. hear so many families talk, oh, we've got to go to five different houses on, on Christmas Day. Yeah. And I'm just, that, that's, that's a lot. It's that's a lot of pressure. That's just one example. They, right. That's just an example. When you sure. break the news to your Aunt Susie that you're not coming, you can we, give will, my email address. we will post Jeremy's phone Jeremy. number in the, in the show notes. Pastor Jeremy said. Let me officially apologize. 
apologize to Aunt Susie. Uh, and Aunt well, Susie, if you're listening, it's not easy. It's uh, not no. to, to say they're gonna. They will understand eventually, but yeah, it's, we're not saying it's easy. But yeah, I'm like not disagreeing with you there. No, <laughs> and listen, my our, some of our family they didn't love it, but they look at they look at it, and if they loved you like my family did and Jasmine's mm-hmm. family, they were like, we we understand. We don't we want to see you, yeah. but we understand. And so that's one example. There could be a million other things, but yeah. just dare to pull something out and see if it helps. And if it doesn't, you can go back to it. But yeah. Ours was going to see the Christmas lights, like at the, you know, where you pay like a hundred dollars per per kid or something. You can come to my house to for ninety nine dollars. Yeah, my kids are fighting in the back of the car, and they don't care that SpongeBob is, you know, all lit up. But we would just go for free and drive around the neighborhoods. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was one thing that we were like, "Why are we doing this?" Now we're like cheats. They got those blow up things. There you go. Yeah, which my on. kids love those more than anything. You pay all that money, nobody's paying attention. Look out the window kid <laughs> i'll pay 15 dollars for you to have fun you. right right I'll leave oh, you at home so next great. time <laughs> well, you look at it and you're talking about peace and we're talking about being in all the moments and it's like you're racing from one place to the other or we have to do that tradition mm-hmm. and it's so funny all the things is like we're trying to make those moments every year for our kids or for our families or and i mean it's the same thing everybody said is it's funny how jesus shows up in those moments for you and all the moments you try yes. to create bomb and all the yeah. ones you didn't went really, really well a lot <laughs> yep. of times. That's and you can try point, to force Drew. it. But I, like I never, we try to race all over the place. We, we, bake, we bake a cake. It's one of our things. Olivia likes to bake a cake for Jesus and, mm-hmm. and leave out Santa cookies. And so we don't tell her who eats the cake, but we tell her who eats, you know. <laughs> but we know. So, but we Santa know. eats it. And, and so inside that, though, is it just came out of not, we traded off something else for something else and it created a moment. We didn't plan yeah. for it to do that. Yeah. It just kind of happened. Very cool. cool. That is cool. All right. So tell us, we're going to, we're going to have some fun. Tell us your funniest Christmas story or memory. Anybody got one? If anyone can top this one, I will shake your hand (laughs) and you will have the crown of funniest Christmas story. I remember I was probably seven or eight years old. I I got a better one than that. I was was probably older, but I want to make it sound like I was, this was yesterday. <laughs> so I was probably seven or eight years old. And by the way, this is on videotape somewhere. My mom still has this video somewhere. But I remember, got up. Uh, I had, I remember I had on my, I had on PJ pants and a long, it was a yellow shirt. And it was like, it must have been my mom's shirt. It hung past my elbows and like down to my knees. But I remember I got, I got a pair of roller skates. And I put those bad boys on, and I was roller skating all around the house. But here's the kicker. My sister, who was two years older than me, she got – so this this goes back. To, this was like early early 90s. No, this was late 80s. Late 80s. Man, this yeah. was late 80s. So she had, the song she, has, she had what we call back in the day a boom box. Mm. <laughs> and she got the cassette tape. Yes. A cassette tape of Janet Jackson. <laughs> So Janet, how many batteries did that thing take? Oh, it was it was like six, it was like batteries. sixteen D batteries, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but she had she also got a, the cassette tape of Janet Jackson, and she was blaring Janet Jackson, and I was skating around that house listening to Janet Jackson, and the uh, the song was actually Control by Janet Jackson, and I remember there's one part of the footage like we had a long hallway, and I I was racing down that hallway on the skates. 
and I just felt it, man. So I just started, I started dancing a jig yes. in my roller skates at the end of the hallway, and my mom captured it. And I, I, that was probably one of my favorite mornings to wake up on Christmas, roller skating to Janet Jackson. That's great. <laughs> so now Isn't everyone, when they see you <laughs> here, does she still at have that video? Church. She's, yeah, it's somewhere. We would love to put that in the show notes. Yeah. It is somewhere. She still has a room box. We'll work on that. It's, you know, 1980s, it, you know, we're going to have to get that somehow. On VHS. Put, moved over digitally somehow. Man, those things cost you, it costs you $200 in batteries just to, just to power that thing. Little D batteries. Oh, man. So Janet Jackson was a big part of my upbringing. Who knew? There you go. Who knew that Kyle was such a big Janet Jackson fan? I want to know why I you did. wore your mom's clothes. <laughs> You know, that's a well-time question. A, that's a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's Campus session. pastors, Christmas confessions. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> All right, funny stories. Nobody can you beat funny that? Memory? Yeah. I, can I don't beat know that. that I can beat it, but I, a couple of years ago, we did something with. Uh, we had a to- was a toilet paper roll or a uh, paper towel roll, whatever it was, and we put a we put a Santa hat on the toilet. And my daughter is all about pranks. And so we find this a lot when we have fake spiders and snakes in our bed and all the above. <laughs> and so she was like, we need to we need to prank mommy. And so I was like, all right, well, it's Christmas morning. Let's figure it out. So we got a Santa hat, put it on a toilet, uh, put one of these little, you know, paper rolls inside, like just between the toilet seat and the bottom lid. And then we just left it and we put like the words ho, 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 or Merry Christmas, whatever. And me and Olivia start yelling out. And I say, hey, baby, to my wife, Megan. And I'm like, Hey, the toilet's smoking. I was like, something's wrong. And I'm, I get all up in like a huff. I'm like, we got to get a plumber. We got to figure this out. But something's wrong with the toilet. It's smoking. Come look. And she's like down the stairs, down the stairs, down the stairs, racing over. And she's like, who do we know that's a plumber? And I'm like, I'm like, I know this person. This. She gets to the door and she's like, she looks at it. And she realized that all I did was put a Santa hat and a little thing. And it looks like the toilet's smoking. And she just looks and she's like, you stink. And then she walks right out. <laughs> Did you, you know, light it? Was it like <laughs> I should have lit it? I should have made like potpourri. I should have done all kinds of things. I take offense to this, and here's why: my wife did this to me, really, <laughs> and I fell for it hard. In fact, I probably stared at that toilet for a good ten seconds before I realized. So, but it wasn't One Christmas time. I think I've seen the. Uh, there's some, yeah, some for inspiration. You can Google it on the internet. There's oh, like a, it makes it makes it look like a cigarette hanging out of the toilet's mouth. No. So it was pretty go. hilarious. <laughs> Back of your head, you're going <laughs> great. How could the toilet be smoking? That's right. <laughs> so I have a, a my Chris. It's a memory that I have um, of my that when I was a young teenager, we were doing Christmas Eve service and we had we had multiple going on, and we our family went to an early one and then we came home. And my dad was a big prankster. And as a young teenager, my dad calls me in and says, Kev, come get in the truck. And I'm like, where are we going? He goes, we're going to the pastor's house. And I'm like, well, he's at the church. He goes, I know. And the first time I ever toilet papered a house was with my dad on Christmas Eve at our pastor's house. Oh, he was doing goodness. a Christmas Eve service. Yes. Oh, that's classic. Oh, man. That is Nobody awesome. get any ideas from You know you. what? I think we did. Those are those are good ideas. I'm inspired all of a sudden. Oh no! Well, this we've just fantastic. incriminated ourselves. That's uh... amazing. That is amazing. I don't. I wish I had some really. I think the funny memory. I remember the Christmas that I got, uh, the original Nintendo, the NES, and Reebok pumps on the same day. That was an amazing. Wow. That was yes. an amazing. Along with those shoes, Christmas Women large. The funny thing I think you know the 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 video camera was such a 
new thing to us back then. I, I'm camcorder. Older than most of so yeah, and um, <laughs> not you, Kevin. Uh, and oh. and I and no so knew until then. What, what we did was was we would we started on Christmas. Uh, we started making some time to watch the videos we recorded from yeah. last year from my aunt and uncle's video camera. And you're finished watching the footage from last year. It may end and go into something else. Mm. And so we have this on the screen in front of the whole family. Oh, no. Of my aunt <laughs> vacuuming in her underwear. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and I think I was, I think I was probably, yeah, I had to be eight or nine and just going, what? Just <laughs> Christmas was, looks a lot different now. Was, was she listening to Janet Jackson? I, I don't, I, 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 you know what? I'm feeling like this, like I'm a little traumatic, like, you know, it was a little trauma. Yeah. I don't remember any songs, uh, you know. <laughs> he blacked out. Y'all forced me to pull that one out of the memory bank. So there you go. Yeah, you can put that one right back. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it, our campus pastor Christmas roundup. You probably know our campus pastors a little bit better now. Maybe you wanted that information. Maybe you didn't, but there you have it anyway. And we are so thankful for these guys, thankful for all they do for our church. Uh, they're, they love Jesus. They love the church. They love their families. And we are so super thankful for them and the time they gave us today. As we close this chapter of Beyond Sunday for 2022, we are so thankful for all of our listeners, thankful for every time you tuned in, downloaded an episode. We are so grateful for you. And we have some incredible things in store for you for 2023. So be sure to stay tuned for next year. Can't believe we're already saying next year. I've uh, got some great episodes planned. And so you don't want to miss out on any of that. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, if you want to hear something here on Beyond Sunday, please email us at beyondsunday at Bethlehemchurch.us. We are so thankful for you. Have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. See you in 2023.